0: July 6, 1997. Zoot Suit Riot by the Cherry Pop and Daddies let us all know swing music was back, and it was here for your virginity. Will Smith celebrated the one-year anniversary of Independence Day's box office boom with a $50 million opening for Men in Black. Not really a joke, just the truth. Star Fox 64 harnessed the state-of-the-art processing power of the Nintendo 64 to let you do a barrel roll. Meanwhile, in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, a bunch of guys from the States fought Bret Hart's entire family. Murderer! This is Hell in a Cell Phone. Welcome to another episode of Hell in a Cell Phone, the podcast where we attempt to make sense of the attitude era of WWE 20 years later. I'm Aaron Benoit, joined as always by Bobby Hankinson. Hello. And Eric Silver. Oh, hello. I don't know what this intro is today, you
1: guys. (laughs) I thought we were really going to do the uh, hello.
0: uh yeah we're here recording um at an earlier time one minute before we originally were planning <laughs> to record because bobby hankinson said we needed to record earlier guys
1: i can go as early i can do it as early as possible <laughs> you know what? and you then guys, guess who's the last one to show I
2: up i can't do rapid change of plans okay <laughs> and so when i was like let's go early we're like, okay six six then we're like great let's do 515 and i was like oh i can't do that <laughs> Because then I already No I already you had said I thought you said five thirty. Yeah, then I was like I can oh. do five thirty and then I showed up like a little after five thirty, maybe like five forty. Still watching. The Still pay-per-view watching not phone. the pay per view, watching the ancillary materials <laughs> that I had specifically
1: requested. You say ancillary, I say ancillary. Ancillary.
2: Well, like that's, aunt and aunt. That's because I watched a lot of Downton Abbey. <laughs> Insulary, I think, is what
1: it is. Yes, it's that's what you take when you have diabetes. <laughs> Your insulin. Oh,
0: insulin. I was going with incel.
1: Oh, well. Great. Sure, sure. <laughs> I'll
0: take it. And we go to the great right north of Canada for In Your House 16, the Canadian Stampede.
2: Guys, is a Canadian Stampede an established phraseology or a, a metaphor I should be aware of? I thought it was actually. I don't so, know.
3: I
1: think, and so, I did no research on this. Um, I'm pretty sure that it's the Calgary Stampede, and
0: we'll get to the Calgary Stampede uh, a little later on in the show.
1: So, but uh, essentially, it, it, this takes place in Calgary. The yes. Calgary Stampede is an event. Yes, it's just—is uh, uh, that the part you want to get to later? Yes. Where so you why do they, it? they call it the Canadian Stampede, not the Calgary Stampede? Probably because they want to just like be like, "We're in Canada." <laughs> like nobody would understand. People would be like, where's, "Where's the Calgary Stampede?" We don't get that. Interesting. This is probably around the time that like people didn't know more than like one city in Canada.
2: They were like it's Montreal or bust, baby. Right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we no longer live in a world of black and white. And we really don't No, like that that was a spot-on opening narration this opening
2: narration could have been a thesis statement for the attitude era Uh yeah no that's true it was one of the best opening packages we've seen so far and i really do feel like it was like a thesis and this and calling out specifically this pay-per-view it almost made me wish they did this for current Mm pay-per-views like they set up like a full overall thing not a recap for every match like we're used to now but like an overall, like yeah, where yeah, like we're the like state of the union. What is
0: the thesis statement of the WWE at this moment? I would, I would like that uh, as well. I, I would, mean, do they you don't think, have it now?
1: Do you think they could right now? No, because <laughs> they don't have it. Well, but-
0: they would have to write it like 15 minutes before the match, before the paper even started. With whatever fever dream Vince McMahon wakes out of in the backstage. Right, because like
1: they're literally all over the place now. currently. Yeah, I agree, and it's like
2: it's so nice to see it such a cohesive package and the things we'll talk well, about is we
3: well cohesive package okay
0: starts off with this grainy black and white footage like i mean first off spot on uh metaphor it might as well be a dragon burning down a chair <laughs> will that still be relevant three months from now we'll see we'll see yeah uh
1: that was to, from the the, se- the season finale of barry <laughs> <laughs> hot in cleveland
2: season two season finale where they burn down the chair hmm
0: um, and it goes from the, the grainy black and white footage to this like CGI rawhide stamping and the, the cow skull over the Canadian flag.
1: Yes. Also, uh, there the way they do cattle, it just kind of looked like a bunch of like uh, lava flowing. It like it didn't. You don't <gasps> that really was get, cattle. That was cattle. Oh no. my god, I couldn't. It was supposed. That. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It, it was like um in in um. Uh, what was the Billy Crystal City Slickers? movie? Yeah, like in City Slickers, where all you see is the tops of the cows. Okay.
0: I thought it was like supposed to be like some weird le- like Ripley leather.
1: Yeah, no, it, it wasn't leg- legible, and I think that's the big issue.
0: Ripley leather is my drag name, by the way. Ooh, coming to the <laughs>
1: stage. Please welcome Ripley leather. Ouch. Uh,
0: how funny was it that they were all wearing cowboy shit?
1: Lawler's cowboy hat, I was just, I have... He looks like Cowboy Dark Helmet from Spaceballs. <laughs> I had just watched Beetlejuice last night, which I have not watched since I was a
2: kid. Uh-huh. Sure. Um, and do you remember the character Ortho? Ortho, like Ortho. Oh, yeah. Otho? Uh, you, that's what Lola reminded Bobby me. of. Hankinson? Yeah, because I was like watching, I was like, oh that's me. If I was anybody in the <laughs> juice, I would be Otho. Um but he's always wearing black and red. Yes. And so literally I saw the King and I was like, oh, that's like a very like Otho chic sort of ensemble. <laughs>
1: he literally had to lift his chin all the way up to be able to make eye contact.
0: So the, so King is wearing the bigot like the think of the, an oversized novelty cowboy hat make it out of leather, and this is what the king is wearing. And I could just see that the king, when he was picking out his outfit, was like, no, I want the big hat. And then he's wearing the big hat, and he's thinking, why did I put on the big hat? <laughs> Do I have to wear the big – because they don't come back to him for the rest of the show. I wonder if he took the big
1: hat off. No, they they did come back to him. Did they? I didn't yeah, see him. He shows up a few times. Is time, he wearing the big times. hat? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they – that no, that thing was They had a glue it in on. place, actually. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I thought this should have been called In Your Hosts. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> uh let's see. Yeah, um it was a stampede. I don't know. I will I say this I'm is saying. our
2: last pay-per-view that will only be 2 hours long.
1: Oh. Oh, you mean was this it? I have to say already this is in my top like absolutely top five be. because it, it was on it was like an hour and 48 minutes i was like this is amazing and it
2: was well it was all it was four good matches um and we'll go into one by one but this is the last two hour pay-per-view it's
0: also the last numbered in your house mm-hmm.
2: after this the in your houses just have names that they have now like no way out it's not like in your no, house it, no way out or whatever No, it
0: is for the next few but they changed, I believe... Well, they they changed the order. So yeah, the, yeah, So the next one is Ground Zero in, in your, your house.
2: house. They're moving away from the in-your-house branding. Is it because they realize that it's really fucking lame? Um, I hope so. I'm not sure exactly what it is, but at least we lose that horrible set that looks like a model home.
0: Vince McMahon woke up from a fever dream right before Ground Zero <laughs> in your house and said, switch them up!
1: We no longer live in Get a Get in the fucking toilet. We no longer live in a, <laughs> a four walled house with a roof.
0: So we start off the night with a rematch from the last pay-per-view, The King of the Ring finals, Mankind versus Hunter two. How is Michael Paul Levesque not Canadian? <laughs> Who is Michael Paul Levesque?
1: Hunter Hersomsey. That's his that's his real name. That's his real name. Yeah. Wow. Would it be pronounced Levesque? I guess if he was because like in him, Canada, imagine. it's Rene. It, there's a, a street in Montreal called Rene Levesque, and it's it's spelled Levesque.
0: Uh, maybe that's like I'm Benoit, but I should be Benoit.
1: Yes. Well, actually, I think it's the more French way to say <laughs> Levesque.
0: Levesque. Start off with a great package, recapping their feud. What'd you think about uh, China's? You can come down here to the ring and kiss my
1: ass. I think you should come down here in the ring right
2: now.
3: And kiss my. Well, your lucky day because I'm a good kisser.
2: He's the best. He's yeah. the best. I feel like I didn't realize how good he was while it was happening because I was a mark and I was well, like, he's a yeah. villain.
0: Because that's what it was. He was the best at doing whatever role he was meant to play.
1: And also, by the way, that was the first time I heard China speak in all the times that she's shown up. Mm-hmm. And that was literally just in a recap. Not even in, at a pay per view. I'm so excited to relive
2: all of China. Yeah. I am like very excited for it.
0: Same, same, same. Uh, Mankind comes out the gate as the aggressor in this one here. Loved it. Loved the curtsy that he did oh, to Hunter. That was
1: cute. That was good. I also liked, hey, China dressed up. She looked a little <laughs> bit more formal for this one. She put on her formal wear,
2: her formal dress. Spanks or whatever her formal, her formal sports formal, bra, uh, skirt.
0: Yeah, this one only had four rips in the side. Yeah. <laughs> the last outfit she was wearing had at least like
1: ten. And I feel like they weren't windows. even. I
2: feel like the skin windows were higher on one side. It was really like disorienting to look at. It
1: was like a last minute like adjustment. Like there was some um, uh, some. Well, what do I want to say? Again, it was Otho. Otho was there, and yeah. he was like, one more skin rip on this side. I like how we both kind of disagreed. Skin
0: window is what those are called.
1: <laughs> like a keyhole, but yeah. for your... Yeah, well, for like your thigh needs. I think of boob windows for all of like the superheroes. Actually, I, like, I found uh, out on Drag Race, it's that's called a keyhole. It's a keyhole, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Boob window, but
2: people. Be um, no, I love this. I think we are very used to thinking that Mick Foley is at his best when he's getting his ass kicked, that I think you forget... How good he is on offense yes. because you're so used to being amazed by the damage he can receive. Yeah. So, mm. seeing him come out as the aggressor is also very thrilling.
0: And Trip was doing a great
1: job yep. uh, selling. This oh whole my match God, too. he got fully flo- thrown out of the ring. There was a point where he got thrown into the turnbuckle, flips and over flips the turnbuckle, over. Yeah. and heaves all the way out of the ring. This
2: is the best we've seen Triple H in this
1: rewatch uh, by f- a long mile. Yeah, I agree. There was a good suplex in there. hmm um, I, I also wrote, feels like we hit ten very quickly in this match. Yeah. Yeah. It it like got ramped up. Cause like as I said uh on the last episode, I found the pacing of the last match to be a little hard on me at times. This yeah. did not yeah, do that. I thought
0: of you as I was watching this match. I was like, You get this one, Eric Silver. This yeah. one's for you. Yeah. Sure. I, I
2: think that's true for almost all the matches we saw tonight. Like in this pay per view that they came hard and fast. Yeah. And it was an hour and 48 minutes. It was, they didn't waste any time. It was, it was amazing. Um, this I I really liked. Um, I like China getting physical in the way she did at this point. Mm-hmm. We, we were used to seeing her sort of in a doing things that you were told over and over again, how strong she is, how built she is. But the stuff she was doing was still like a punch. Yeah. Oh yeah. She like bodily threw him. She fully did like a scoop slam into the stairs. Yeah, like yeah.
0: power slam looked a little sloppy.
2: It wasn't great. No, so she's still learning right now, right? Yeah, but it was. It, but it was still impressive to see a woman do that on wrestling. is like not
1: something we were to used a to man, seeing to a man like mankind who is not. Yeah, a, he. A, he's he's not this not a, small, wasn't talking not a Michinoku. Yeah, yeah. yeah, this was a, a, a real dude.
0: Question: Vince says, "Look at the delts on China." King goes, "What?" And Vince says, "Deltoids." Was that a thing?
1: I was trying
0: to make sense of that.
2: Was it? Was it? Were haven't. they
1: trying? Was it like he was trying to pretend that he misheard and it was supposed to be something like boobs? Boobs. Or... I misheard
0: delts for
2: boobs. Or like just on the transphobia train. Dick? That. Yeah. Look at the. Like I was waiting for that, but also, but like no one took that bait, which I'm glad, very glad for. Yes. But would not have been surprised if that's where Jerry King Lawler's mind was at that time. Uh. But yeah, I also clocked that.
0: Also, I have to say. The king was delightfully
1: restrained. Yeah, on This yes. episode, the king, his um, his position on a lot of things was confusing to me. This this episode, like
0: shades
2: of gray, Eric. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> is, black, is and black and white, and white anymore. anymore.
1: There was um, I forget. Oh, like well, we'll talk about it in the Undertaker versus Vader. But there's a point where I actually wrote down. I was like confused about Lawler's position. But, yeah, I don't know. This match was fun.
2: It was. I was really have a lot about it. Really fun. I I liked the, the I liked the finish. I liked uh-huh. the way the story played out. Like throughout. How did continuing it finish on. again? It was a uh... double so, count out. So, right.
0: Yeah. So, um, Hunter Homsley is on the rope, and um, Mankind actually like trips and falls into uh, onto the top ropes. Um, mankind falls into the ropes. Uh, Hunter falls on the ropes. Then China does like a double wishbone dick pull kind of move. And then eventually they spill out double count out um, as they make their way into the audience. Oh, It's the penalty box. a penalty box. Which is box. like the most Canadian thing to ever Canada. That is true. It was great. This was a really
2: fun way to start the show. It was a hard fought match. Even the sort of like non finish was good. Everything about this was very satisfying, and I was like jazzed to start the show.
3: Yeah.
1: This See, I was actually I thought it was interesting because I was trying to put on my my Bobby hat from a previous Thank episode you. where it was kind of like you had the comment. Um, it's weird that they had that they kind of went no holds barred on this one. No, you know, no DQs because it you know it it kind of didn't set the tone for later, but. Then I then like when I saw what happened later that this thing continues, I was like, "Yep, this has to be in the beginning because there's no way you can't get that payoff of the multiple uh, callbacks to the match."
2: Yeah, this was incredibly well paced. This was very well written. Where this goes is very gratifying. Like their feud is very gratifying. I think it's a star-making turn for both of
1: them, and I was really happy with this match. I really enjoyed watching it. Yeah, it was fun. I I mean. When I, when I don't have a lot of notes, it's usually because it was good. It's good. Or I'm (laughs) bored or I'm asleep. So it was one of those three. It could
0: be anything you could have felt any which way. Yeah. So then we get a recap of the week's festivities. Um, did any of you know that the Calgary stampede was a thing?
1: No, I still don't. (laughs) I, I, I actually did only because through my, my job, my, my day job, um, I've had to potentially go to Calgary a couple times. Like I haven't had to, but like you know, it almost came up and they were essentially like, Yeah, if you go there, you know, make sure you go out there. Hopefully you get there for the Calgary Stampede. It's great. And basically I always knew it as like it's like a rodeo. It's a rodeo, yeah. It's a big I rodeo.
0: I mean, that's what I gathered from what I what I just watched.
2: Yeah. There was a tug of war. I mean, like, I don't A white hat <laughs> ceremony that's
1: the White Hat ceremony sounds real. Good thing it's the North, because if it was the South, I would not. Complicated want to go. race relations.
0: <laughs> I'm just picturing them like planning this. And so this is taking place on July 6th, Sunday, July 6th. So they're like, so any events going on that weekend that we could build a pay per view around? And they're like, yeah, the Calgary Stampede's that weekend. Didn't think maybe something is going on in the United States. Right. Like WWF never missed a moment to show that they loved America except for this one they decided nope calgary stampede it's honestly
2: kind of brilliant because what especially with the heart foundation doing what they're doing at this point which is like we're canadian americans are gross americans are impolite and and, br- and like brash and all these things so to take like independence day season and instead be like we're celebrating in canada yeah is you think it was like fucking a, brilliant it was broken. like a big troll right
1: yeah i i feel like first of all it's pretty brilliant every when 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 else have they ever like played the Canadian anthem? we'll get to that yeah. for sure you mean the Daisy Chicks from the Matrix? Oh we'll <laughs> talk
0: about that
2: we, we lost we lost Aaron
0: Okay so what about that WWF float?
2: whoa this was sad this was very
1: sad was it like a one float parade because it looked like it was it
0: did it looked like the worst part
2: it's like when we go to the mermaid parade and everyone's on mushrooms and we're nowhere near where the parade is actually happening and so like one like rogue float goes by us by accident and we're like "Woo!"
3: that's what it felt like
0: The 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 top that had the Alberta Credit Union. It looked like they printed it out on Print Shop with a bunch of eight and a half by eleven papers stapled together.
2: It looks like they had twelve hours to prepare their float, and this was like a Project Runway challenge. (laughs) Jim Neidhart's not wearing a shirt. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying.
0: (laughs) And which is weird because Jim Neidhart always wore a shirt. Yeah, that's like the the first time
2: I've seen Jim Neidhart's navel
1: ever. No, listen. When he's in, he shows up to work in his in his suit.
3: Full and when and yeah. then he's casual do outside. We think, do
0: we think Roman Reigns never wears a shirt through like the rest of his life, and then he just puts on the vest? Oh, he hates he that vest. I, thought, I
2: don't know if I've ever seen Roman Reigns' navel. Maybe once. He oh used, yeah, No, he used to.
1: Have we I seen think. his? Have I? Have, have you seen his nipple? I, don't I've think
2: I, seen I, I think nipple. I might have seen like a stray nipple. Like puck, like escape <laughs> off the side. Oh,
1: like a um, like a Vader nipple?
2: Yeah, like a Vader nipple. <laughs>
3: but
1: I
2: don't think I've ever seen his like nipples out and out and proud. Out and loud? <laughs> loud and proud? Loud
1: and out. Wild and out. Um Okay, I th- this might sound a little gross. I don't really see it with Diana. Like I don't see oh, Miss Calgary no, ninety seven. She
2: was uh ninety seven beautiful. Yeah,
1: she was like, she's like, like she could have been a Princess Diana, like, like look alike. Yeah, like the very British... who played
2: the Natalie Portman imposter in Star Wars because it was, was... A famous actress. Was it Mila Kunis? No, it was. No, um, uh, it was Keira uh, Knight- Keira Keira Knightley. Kira Knightley. Knightley. She could be the Kira Knightley to Princess Diana's Natalie Portman.
1: Yeah, except yeah. I think both of those women are gorgeous. I think Diana
2: is a very beautiful woman.
0: Yeah. It's just the 90s. I'm still trying to figure out your analogy. So you're saying the person. I'm saying she look looks close. enough like. Okay, her. so she doesn't
1: look like Kira Knightley. No, no, no. I'm saying okay. she looks like Princess Diana. So Kira Knightley and Natalie Portman look a lot like each other. Yes. And that's what he's saying about yes. Diana and Diana. Got so it. it's Kira Knightley, it. colon uh,
2: Natalie Portman, double, double colon <laughs> Diana Smith, colon Princess Diana. Also, that's... very
1: confusing that they're both named Diana. I know. <laughs> They really should have rethought that. Why don't when they, they just were all make born? her the new Princess Diana? Is she dead? I don't know. I think if she's, she's alive. Dead. She, yeah. She would. Be. I was like looking she her up and alive. like they showed they showed later pictures. There's a good chance she's alive. But yeah, I don't know. I tried looking at Miss Calgary '97. I was trying to see like what they saw. What and... we really
2: should be doing is looking at Miss Calgary '96 and Miss Calgary '98 <laughs> and seeing if we have <laughs> what a consistent. One of them is a
1: literal horse.
0: <laughs> But it's, to be fair, it's a beautiful horse.
1: Stampede! <laughs> One of them is just uh, the Heartbreak Kid.
0: It's actually it's just a dressage competition. Oh, no. Are you kidding me? They hate HBK up there.
1: No, I'm, well, I know. He would, he would never win Miss Calgary. You're <laughs> correct, Aaron.
0: Even though he is more beautiful than six out of ten Miss Calgary. He yeah, does have that the
1: deepest conditioned hair, yes.
0: We are not going to have a lot of fans in Canada. No. Uh, we don't have a
1: lot of fans in America. <laughs>
3: It's okay.
0: <laughs> Certainly, nobody is stretched a mile away in a parking lot for us to uh, sign any autographs. It should
1: have been a kilometer. Should have been kilometer. Yeah, it? one point three. Oh okay. um, yeah. Eric runs a lot of races. Um. Let's see. What else?
3: We they had the tug
0: of. So the tug of war was the WWF superstars against just like people.
2: Or they were the other superstars? I couldn't even tell it was so fast. All I, noticed, all I knew was that the Headbangers were like the moderators. So I'm like, what are we? Why are they in charge? They were like uh, teenage camp counselors at a summer camp.
0: Why did the head, Headbangers even get invited?
2: I don't know. They why are they here? at all.
1: Unless did they maybe do? No, well, it's, like when, it's like when Mark Henry well, goes and helps kids like paint the fucking mural. The free
2: for all match were the Godwins versus the Blackjacks. Um, that was no, but the, like, what
0: about did they do RAW the next night from Canada? Or? I don't know.
2: I, I don't imagine know, they, they yeah. must, but probably still. I'm still confused as to why they their role in that were not participating, but they were like watching the rope to make sure the rope, um, well, like was it, thoroughly. What you punk. need to
0: know <laughs> is that Thrasher is a fully licensed tug of war judge from the much U5 like bodies. licensed boxers. Yes, exactly. they are licensed tug it's of a, war judges. It's a promotion that's regional.
2: There's no governing bodies of tug of war. So,
0: but the real winners were the fans. <laughs> Did you guys clock the giant hat behind Brett the Hitman heart? I
2: almost wanted it to have eye holes in the hat so it came down <laughs> over his face.
1: It was like a, like a ratatouille situation, right? <laughs> the big brim bar from I'm Get
0: You Sucker. <laughs> it was
2: very, very. Cool. Just
0: aggressively big
2: But also, I thought that guy was amazing He
0: was the happiest man He I just know, kept pointing
2: He was living his best life
0: I have never been and will never be as happy as that man was in that moment
1: Listen, Aaron, find your big hat Yeah, find your big hat, babe You can do it I have faith in you It's like a Marie Kondo thing <laughs> But like, instead of throwing things out, you just find your big Does hat Does it spark you joy? Is it your big hat? <laughs> Turns out this podcast was the big hat we made along the way. <laughs> yeah, find your twenty-gallon hat. It's twenty, right? That it must hold. That one had to be at least forty. It, it has to hold a lot. That of was milk. a full bottle of Colt forty-five in that hat.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Owen and Bulldog apparently went to their hometown barbers. Love
2: it. Thank you. As as has been well established, I have a thing about guys with long hair. So Owen's haircut Even was Owen's a very well yes, long, too, long. too long. Yes, it was too long.
0: But that was a bad haircut.
2: It was like some sort of – it was a like lesbian 70s tennis player shag, um, and like
1: I – Wait, the, the old one or the new one? The old one. No, right? the new one. Oh, well, the, the new, new one, one I'm into. In, the new one looked uneven.
2: No, yeah, but it was like kind of like a hipster deal. Like, there are guys walking around Bushwick right now with that exact haircut. And it looks bad. And I've had sex with all of them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but the real winners were the fans.
0: <laughs> so, Bobby, do you want to give us a little background for our next match? Oh, wait. Uh, do we
1: want to oh, talk sorry. about the heart promo? I just wrote, not much here, but Stone Cold enters like he's got a broken foot, and he needed those two guys to help him out. Pat
2: Patterson and Jerry Briscoe? Yeah, just some um, weird entries. I did like what they set up here, and I also like the dynamic that Austin is like ready right to fight in time, and the hearts are like, we want five on
1: five. We want a fair fight. Yeah.
2: We're so confident. That was just like a good—it was a good— Use of time.
1: It also it also um, is uh, foreshadowing for what's going to happen at the end, right? Yeah. Where it's like, then you see Austin doesn't care, and they and eventually they're like, okay, well we'll just we will all beat on you.
2: Yeah, it was great. I thought this was like a good, not a great, not was like a legendary promo or anything, but it was a good use of time. Yeah.
0: Um, I think this whole match or this this whole pay per view was just a great use of time. Agreed.
1: All around. Agreed. My wife would not agree. <laughs> We just like she, hearing you call her your wife. I know. She oh, was like know. literally watching one of the matches and going, this is so boring. Your and what? Like, my wife. My wife. <laughs> my wife. Is that the first
0: one? Or did you do it immediately after, like immediately after the ceremony?
1: Uh, I don't think I, no, I might have. It's right the a, first time on record. That now. is okay. literally
0: going to be the first thing that I do after I get married. Yeah. You may
1: kiss. My wife.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: How is told. that still funny?
1: It's still funny. I don't know. Good for him, man. Bobby, do you yes. want to give
0: us a little background for this next match?
2: So, I guess what's important to realize is that the crowd didn't have much background. No one had much background really into this. But the context is WCW at this point is doing, is killing it with their cruiserweights. And so they are really leaning on Lucha Libre wrestlers like Rey Mysterio. So, Rey Mysterio right now is tearing shit up in WCW, and it's amazing. Um, Psychosis is another one that's like doing amazing stuff. And they're doing this Lucha Libre style that we're very used to today, but at the time was like things we've never seen like springboard moonsault. I mean, like we're unheard of. Yeah. So it was nuts. So WWF, I think smartly, instead of choosing to focus on the Lucha Libre style and like poaching more Mexican wrestlers, they went to Japan and got the Japanese um, cruiserweight with the, then WWF is calling it light heavyweight because Vince McMahon can never like use a name that's established. He has to make everything <laughs> his own. So he grabs the light heavyweight, Folks from Japan. So that's what we're seeing here. Yeah. So Takamichinoku and Grand Suzuki are Japanese wrestlers, very well established, very well respected. And this is sort of like the coming out of starting to introduce this style of wrestling to a WWF audience because, again, the stuff they're doing is unheard of. Yeah, it's yeah. really cool.
0: And I was really excited to see Taka Michinoku, um, but the great Suzuki, I didn't. Or Great Sasuke I didn't remember. He, this was just kind of like a one off thing before he went back to yeah, do his thing. I don't
2: right? remember him becoming a, a long term fixture oh, Take, in WWF. Take No, Take Gou- Michinoku is. He, I mean he,
1: he he like goes on for a while. Yeah, again. he'll
2: be around for a while oh, cool. and have like story. he good at very bad. Um
1: but he's a fixture. Great Sasuke I don't think is. He's great, a, great Sasuke. Great or great Yeah, that makes sense, yeah. By the way, I the first thing I said was like, wouldn't it probably be like Sasuke? I don't know. I, I don't know. I was You're reading, the one who spent yeah. time abroad. I was reading a I was reading the Like it's Asuka, ancient- not Asuka. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like Shinsuke I think when you have a U after it, it like they just kind of contract it. It's in the the intro to uh, the Rashomon stories. They uh
0: they apparently didn't care too much about
1: pronunciation. Yeah, I'm sure they don't, <laughs> don't care. No, no. no, Sasuke. But then I also looked it up on like YouTube just to see, and it sounded like they said Sasuke, but also they said Great Sasuke. So I don't know. Yeah, they may have just been doing it for like Western audiences as well.
0: But I also think um, Great Sasuke was. The trainer or was Takamishinoku's trainer. I believe so as well, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh and Taka is a fucking infant
3: in the ring.
1: Little tiny baby. Yeah. <laughs> little tiny little baby. A little handsome, little sexy baby. They had a great but so they also had a great fake out, right? Like they were they they start this match that like nobody understands what's happening, and then all of a sudden fucking Mankind and Triple H come out
3: mm-hmm.
1: and just bust in and they fight some more and then they Go fighting again. It's great. Which I think
2: is a testament to how great Taka and Great Sasuke are in this because they, the crowd is dead at the beginning of this match. Yeah. And they are so fully invested by the end mm-hmm. that it's a testament to like the artistry yeah. of professional wrestling. And like what we're talking about a lot in this is like storytelling and whatever. And the fact that these two guys who are strangers to the crowd and like don't have storyline behind this.
1: Coming out and just, like, putting on a great fucking match. I was exactly like the crowd. I was like, what is happening? I mean, I think I, I sort of knew what was happening because, you know, I, I like, I was like, okay, they're bringing in these guys from Japan. I wasn't really sure what the deal was, but, like, I started seeing, like, you know, what they were capable of, and I was like, oh, okay, this is kind of, like, more of the, you know, the AAA uh, right, it was the AAA yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like uh, Lucha Libre stuff, and I was like, "Oh, they're doing more things." And then by the end, I was like, "Some of this shit was awesome." Like they they had a really really good. I think it was a super kick, like a spinning super kick. Sure. No,
2: it was uh, like, no. They, they called like a martial arts kick. It wasn't like um, a really. Right. I think we're, th- we're thinking about the same thing, the same moment.
1: It was he threw him into the ropes, and then and then he like like just had like you know did like a I guess like a spinning roundhouse something okay. like that. Uh, the martial arts kick, I think, was when they were flying. It was a. Flying yeah, it was like off the top, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they then he called it a spin kick. Spin kick, he called it, yeah. Um, and then the springboard plancho was awesome.
2: The all the springboard stuff was so good, and again, unheard of at the time. Like, right. like watching this stuff was like totally nuts. And again, we're so spoiled this t- today with like Seth Rollins and AJ mm-hmm. Styles and like people who are like came up in Japan and like do all this shit. Um, but back then, it was all Vince McMahon only wanted like hulking. Hulk Hogan, kind of big, muscled dudes who were like machoing and I'm gonna punch you hard, um and like body slam you. And so the to see these little guys bounce around the ring was very different.
1: Fly. Also, uh, in general, like it's you know we talk about strong style now, right? We talk about strikers, like all of the stuff they were doing made everything that you see in a lot of the other matches from this time look really fake.
3: Yeah. And cheesy. like and, yeah. and cheesy.
1: And like when you're when they're hitting like it looked like they were hitting each other. Basically the way this played out was like how you would imagine a martial arts like actual fight to to play out, except that they were You know, that they were kind of playing into every kick.
0: You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of watching um, Ronda Rousey come into the WWE and really using her background as a mixed martial artist and lending that credibility there. It looked like these people were actually performing these moves on each other, actually trying to strike each other, were actually trying to hurt
3: each other. And it was great.
1: Yeah, and this is something I've been thinking about kind of like as as a working, like, theory is as we've been watching is that like uh when i think there are there are different ways that wrestling can be amazing but like one of the ways that it really shines especially with the striking and stuff is when essentially everybody sells it and like they you know they like they sell the strike they sell the bump and they sell it in a way where you actually Don't think that they're actually selling it, like, because, like, when you, you know, when you, when you see Shawn Michaels take a hit and do a full headstand to sell it, there, there's something fun about that because it's really like, it's, it's just super corny and it's just like, it's fun. It's like the, 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 the comic. It's like Aspen.
2: Power Rangers. Like when yeah. the Power Rangers get hit by like a like a monster, and they all like,
3: poof and they like right. like and, and jump you know, like, in the air. Yeah, right.
0: I, I think uh, last pay per view, there was a time where Hunter got hit and just like actually started rolling head over heels. Yes. Like, yeah. like, to the point where I expected him to still be rolling from that on this pay per view. Yeah. Right.
1: So you you have you have that school, and I and like that's something you can appreciate too. But there's also room for just. What, like, what we would imagine in our minds if we got into a fight and how it would go where you're, like, you you know, like, someone aims at you and you kind of, like, dodge, but then you hit them and they, like, stumble and fall. And, like, everybody just, like, sells it like it's a perfect fight. Yeah.
0: Every yeah. every fight I've ever pictured myself in, there's only two hits, them hitting me and me hitting the ground.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you do it so well in (laughs) your imagination. He sells it. it. He sells it. In real life, you'd just be like, ow!
0: Um, And... Also, a real lack of shitty, ignorant Japanese comments on here except well, for, just wait, ex- except for Vince McMahon calling him a samurai warrior. Oh, yeah, that God. was so fucking weird.
1: is it
2: that's I mean, what's hard, and we'll get into it in future episodes because It's a real Yakuza I'm, fighter there. I'm so they're so good, and things go so sideways racially in in ways that are just legendarily offensive.
1: Oh man. I,
2: and I, 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 yeah, it, I, don't, I think we have some time before we get to what oh, yeah, I, like the specific a Are they I'm gonna do up. like the I don't don't even it's the very, Western internment. It's it's it it's you know <laughs> oh. the end of a Christmas story?
1: Well you shoot your eye out?
2: Yeah, but you know the very end of the film? Do you remember the ver- they, they go to the Chinese restaurant? restaurant? Oh yeah. Yeah, it's like that.
0: Yeah,
2: oh. yeah we get there. Oh. It's not great. Um but Takamishinoku is stupendously good.
0: There is one running bit from that uh, that time period that I still think is hilarious to this day, though.
1: We'll is there one okay. where they say the N-word? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then more Mankind Triple H. Yeah. <laughs> They're still fighting. I, I It put was down... so
2: weird to see them in the daylight. Yeah. yeah. I was like, what? Where are, I, what? When is this show taking place? What?
0: I definitely had to look at a map and fi- figure out where <laughs> Calgary was. Where is it? It's um. It's like- next to
2: Edmonton. Okay, but like, what time zone are we talking? <laughs> it's
0: above Idaho. Mountain. So mountain time. Okay.
2: Mountain time. So this was, let's say, eight o'clock Eastern at Probably this nine. point. Maybe nine. Maybe like 7 o'clock so seven in o'clock July. in the summer. In July and yeah, it's okay. north. All right. So yeah.
1: things. The sun's gonna set later. Okay. All yeah. so love tracks. That checks out. Thanks, guys. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, that's what we're here for. Um. I had. I put down that this this fight became the fight from They Live. Uh-huh. Uh, Roddy Roddy Piper and uh, the other guy. Have you ever seen that, Bobby? No. Is they it the live. one where oh I'm in kick ass and chew bubblegum yeah. had a of bubblegum? I know that scene, but that's all I know. You, we need to watch that movie sometime. It's okay. an amazing movie. It's like there's like a 10 minute fight scene. Great. I'm into it's it. It's great. Um, also, China's a bad bodyguard. Yeah, I know. The whole time I was like, I, that was my <laughs> thought too. I was like, why is she
2: not. Guarding his body. <laughs> Why is
1: she she's not just like, like, well, I don't know. I'm she's watching. She's just kind of like on the
2: side, like, huh. Ah. Well,
0: everyone's tactic for breaking up that fight was just putting their hands on the backs of the guys that are fighting. <laughs> guys, guys, come on, come on, come on. Hey, uh, audio, audio media, Eric. Sorry, audio I
1: put my hand on uh, on Aaron's face, lovingly, yeah. a lovely Correct. Yeah, it was honestly a very warm moment. I wish you guys could see it. <laughs> I cleaned his glasses, straightened his tie.
2: It was just good. I, I liked the back body drop on those pallets. I thought it's like everything. The shovel. The shovel was. I'm right. trying
1: to figure out if it was a gift.
2: The shovel had to be gimmicked, right? It had to be like a like a trick shovel.
0: Probably, um, but I feel like he he hit the ground with it rather than. The oh, okay. Back. They did a lot of hitting. So i was trying to like figure
2: out like. I'm like that, bro- that looks like a real shovel. Yeah. It looks like, it doesn't look like a fake anything. And he hit him and it shattered. And I was like, I don't put it past them to be like <laughs> Mick Foley. were going to hit you with an actual shovel and break it on your back. And he'd be like, all right, like I can see that happening. But I was like, that's real fucking hard. I was a little do. surprised nobody
0: got a keg to the head.
2: Ugh, a little disappointing. Though I did like someone said something about the king of beers, where that was a really funny joke <laughs> <laughs> uh, to Triple H, who was the king of the ring. I did like that.
0: So now we go back to Monday Night Raw or sorry. So now we go back to Raw is War from the week before. On June 30th, and Paul Bearer has a secret that he needs to get out. Oof. I loved this.
2: I loved how sweaty Paul Bearer was. I loved the so fan much, that jumped him. Not I, just
0: not just sweaty. There was just so much moisture around Paul Bearer's head because the spit around in the corners of his mouth. It
2: was like he was. It was like he was a hot house orchid. Like it was just <laughs> like a humid
1: greenhouse that he was emitting.
0: He is his own climate.
2: It was
1: yeah. <laughs> you know what I didn't love that I was right and you fucking. I know, but I you wanted fucking... you to like. Try to
2: throw I, me off. I know, because I didn't want you to like, it's hard because you know that Kane exists. But I was, so I was like, I wanted you though, to experience this storyline. How we do, because keep. there was no Kane at this point. So no. watching this yeah, was yeah. No, riveting. Understand. It was like, what the fuck is anyone? Like, there is nothing like this in wrestling. And there has been nothing like this in the time we've been watching wrestling as friends. Right. Like, they don't do this. And... Even though it is a little cheesy, it's very cheesy.
0: I think it's still only
2: a little cheesy.
1: I,
0: um, I will split the difference and say it's kind of cheesy.
2: But, like, even so, think about like the writing poetically, yeah. even naming him Kane is beautiful. Well, let's that's back a up, beautiful thing.
0: Back up. So, exactly. audience, uh, Paul Bearer has um, revealed that the Undertaker murdered not only his parents. But his brother Kane, they were smoking cigarettes. Death. The pop for t-
1: children smoking cigarettes. Oh, the nineties and, and at all. taking the embalming fluids. I don't yeah, know what the, they were doing. The, were they
2: huffing? The, I guess it was just a matter of like combustible elements uh-huh. introduced to this. But like, but this is was, a real fucking story. There was a
0: sweet kid named Kane and a redheaded punk named the Undertaker. Yeah, I was
1: gonna say, who names your kid Undertaker? First of all, was it is his name Cane Taker? Is it, they're the Takers, right? Please, please, so Mr. Taker is Under? Under.
2: Please, please, Mr. Taker's my father.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so there's <laughs> There's a guy who runs a mortuary and he names his firstborn kid Under. The Undertaker.
1: <laughs> like. And, and he's like, oh, this little redheaded kid, this little Undertaker kid. It's so weird to think about Undertaker having parents and about Undertaker, like, smoking cigarettes. And... But I
2: think it's cooler. Like, they, the fact they flesh out this whole backstory. And again.
0: But again, this ba- this backstory is batshit insane. Because, it doesn't... because if we follow this logically, so Undertaker, ha- in Paul Bearer's eyes, has burned down the mortuary, murdered his parents and his brother. And Paul Bearer's response is, I'm going to take this kid in and make him a wrestler.
1: Yes, and also there's an urn. Is the urn his parents' ashes? Ooh, no, because they were not. No, because there's a there's a grave. There were yeah, three graves. So yeah. what what is anything? Here's here's the thing. Remember last episode? I was like, I would love for them to do what they did with mankind for like other wrestlers. It'd be so great mm-hmm. to find out. And then I got this, and I was like. Uh, I don't right. know if no, I I don't know if this is what I want. It's not supposed to stand up for thirty-five year old adults, but I as
2: a kid I was like, I buy all this. This mm-hmm. is cool. This is a story. I mean, we were talking about Beetlejuice earlier. Also not real. I mean,
1: like so like Wait, you're gonna compare <laughs> You're gonna compare I think it's Beetlejuice apt, I think it's to apt. this fucking like I wrote this Harper Lee bullshit where it's like, well, me and Scout used to go and smoke cigarettes and I, I tried uh, I to stop him. Mama Papa app. take her. They were in the house. Uh, look, it's it's insane, but it's something. Paul
0: Bearer's name is Paul Bearer, <laughs> and he decided that he's going to go into funerary service. He was he was
2: their intern. He's like. <laughs> Listen, my name is Paul. It was either this or cosmetology school, and I I decided Paul Bear, I should become a mortician.
1: And then, and, like, it's just like, oh, yeah, I also, now I'm just, like, a southern guy. (laughs) I don't get any of it. None of it makes, it was, like, it was just, like, a hard left turn, and I know they were making strong choices. Okay. And, and again, and I love, and I love it. I love it. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, it's fun. It's really fun. But 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 it's nothing like the mankind shit. No, 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 no. No, That's not, not at all. No, no, but, no. but then, you know, it's something
2: completely different. But it's fun. I'm glad to have it as like part of the selection.
0: And they took the makeup off. They've 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 stripped away a lot of the gimmick part of this. And so now the new direction is this is the direction. Strap in, motherfuckers. Let's go for a ride.
1: Yeah. Now we're now Undertaker's a human. And I thought Undertaker's response was actually.
2: More powerful.
1: Well, let's talk about that in a second. First of all, I, I do want to note uh, this is going to be very inside baseball, but it doesn't matter because we have three people who listen. But the fact that that uh, they're on the team, the fact that <laughs> they're right here, they're in the dugout. Um, the fact that that wait, who,
2: I nailed that sports metaphor. Go on, thank you. I just want to acknowledge. Yeah,
1: yeah, you got it. Um, they <laughs> they're on the D- the IR. Um, you lost me. Injury reserve. <laughs> anyway. Uh, The idea that they're like an undertaker has a brother is very similar to how in our friend group we have Noah who after years of knowing him he's like oh good my twin brother is moving to town and we're like come on dude we didn't know you were a twin for years. This is a bad like season four writing move. It's like, it's like Phoebe and Ursula. I get,
2: that I get.
1: I I know, I tried to, I tried to find a a good (laughs) friend's... I think you're right, you're
2: right, but also... You're right, but
0: also you're wrong, because, like, nobody gave a shit about the story until now. So it's almost like... If Friends was, like, a bunch of people, like, the, the actors from Friends got together on the weekends to, to put on this show, it's, and then all of a sudden they actually, like, made the show.
2: Or it's, like, Westworld, and all of a sudden we're, like, an, almost in a different show. Oh,
1: I don't know. It this show that no I one watches? I didn't watch season two.
2: I quit halfway through, but from what I gather. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, go on with your metaphor. <laughs> Look, but I know what analogy. I'm talking about. I'm very pop culture savvy, you guys. <laughs> no, it's. It's fine. It's just, I, I'm always a, I always like, and I, this is not a very good complaint to bring to wrestling because if there's one thing that wrestling does not deal with, it's consistency. Oh, for mm-hmm. sure. I'd... So like it, it, I'm always a big fan of like, Um, it, even if you, even if you're not, even if your decisions are maybe made up later and they're not from the very beginning, I'm a big fan of like, making it work with what came before kind of like how they wrote the seasons of Battlestar Galactica where like mm-hmm. you know they it, it like it's better than Lost in the way it ends because in Lost they were just like I don't know it's all these things and we don't like they they kind of undercut a lot of things that they said it wasn't in Lost whereas in Battlestar Galactica and, and, the, and the way it ended was like Meh. but in Battlestar Galactica it went towards this like Conclusion that they didn't necessarily know, but it it at least, but I felt like it worked pretty well for me, and it didn't feel like it was betraying things that they had set it up that they had set up earlier. If that makes sense, so like okay, so. I mean I like both of them.
0: So.
2: Yeah, well, but I don't think this wrestling is just different because it's just yeah. not. It's a constantly evolving organism, and the fact, and I think maybe it's hard for me knowing where this story goes and how this plays out over years and i mean yeah like 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 when you
0: talk about when they say that raw is the longest running continuous episodic episodic television television show that's insane that they have to make this content week after week after week well i mean
2: it's they don't even it's a soap opera well they don't try anymore i mean like like this but this is a story and maybe it's cheesy and maybe it's cliche but it's a Fucking story
3: let's talk,
1: let's talk about the Undertaker and Undertaker's
0: response. response man the fucking pathos that comes out of that dude
1: I wrote this is the monologue I want to use for every audition I get <laughs> <on." laughs> could you imagine if I was just like Under, here's mean, my side of things <laughs> what you didn't mention
2: Paul I, will, I, will I be, did my chores
0: I will be performing the Undertaker's retort to Paul Bearer <laughs> from the June 30th episode of Raw is War Oh, I how we I Oh my god, if I ever saw Kane, audition,
1: Kane come out.
3: I, god damn it.
0: Ever on an audition, a hundred percent. This is what I'm doing. Um, Paul Bearer is a sick bastard. Oh, yeah. No, they, look uh, at
2: these dead charred bodies of your mom.
0: Wait, he showed them pictures? Or? No, he They said he took him out of bed in the middle of the oh, night. Oh, right, yes. Brought him to the neighboring mortuary to show him his dead parents. Well, his name is
1: Paul Bearer. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. It's going it, to be a little very, It's very on the nose with him. <laughs> he's Mr. A, Bearer is he's my a father. morbid dude. <laughs> his brother is Cain Bearer, though. <laughs> I and, liked it. I'm into so yeah, it. And
0: so we find out from The Undertaker that it was actually Kane that burned down the mortuary. Yes. Okay.
1: Oh, also, I'd like to point out that um, Paul Bearer, without any of his makeup, with this new look, uh, looks a lot like Larry Flint. Yeah. I can see that. Like, yeah. very much like Larry Flint. It was weird.
2: Also, I believe this backstage is a little, like, fun fact. Um, Paul Bearer's, like, beloved
1: to the locker. Yeah, you like, yeah, said that. Yeah.
2: His real name is Percy, which I think is the most hilarious thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Wait, no, Wait, you said it wasn't. Percy? You said
1: his name wasn't Percy. It, 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 that was also a stage <laughs> name. Just listen. Can we to edit it. this out. See, even Bobby doesn't <laughs> listen to our our episodes. I do. I can't. He got I, he got, he really got do, past one. I smoked
2: too much pot. I have no idea what's happening.
1: So let's get to that promo, by the way, because the promo in the in the pay per view okay. that uh, because when um you're ma- talking about Paul Bearer's
0: promo? Yeah.
1: Paul Bearer is now with Vader because I guess now that the secret's out, Undertaker doesn't ha- doesn't owe Paul Bearer There's anything. No right. So and Paul
0: mankind Be- has been uh, left to his own devices, so Vader is the only one in Paul's
1: camp at this moment. Vader is literally the—that's the, how it always works with Vader. Now it's like we'll, ta- well also I'll and, take and Vader. as I mentioned
2: last episode, Vader is not. This was supposed to be Ahmed Johnson versus Undertaker in right. this pay-per-view. Ahmed Johnson's out with an injury, and so Vader is sort of a fill-in.
1: And they actually pointed that out. And I was gonna say this match w- it is way more interesting than it would have been with Ahmed. Johnson. Oh my God! Could I drew Thank imagine? God!
2: I'm, I was like, thank. But wait, go beautiful. back
1: to the promo. The promo. The promo. Uh, at what point Paul Bearer says uh, They say something about like Looking, in the, looking at yourself in the you mirror How can you look at
0: yourself in the mirror And his response to that
1: Looking in the mirror is the best thing that I do in the morning If you know what I mean Nobody knows No one knows what you no mean No one knows what you mean Well he has a really disappointing jack off before that <laughs> And it's just
2: That's the real low light of the day <laughs>
0: Then he looks in the mirror and he's like, it's only up from here. He can't keep it up.
1: It's only up from here. Do you think that Paul Bearer is like, that part is like, could be thrown into the beginning of American Beauty where Kevin Spacey's jerking (laughs) off in the shower? That's exactly what I was thinking.
2: That was a thousand
1: percent the touchstone I was going for. This is the, yeah, this is the upside of my day. (laughs) Looking in the mirror. I like this match though.
0: Deja vu, Hendrix. Deja vu.
1: Yeah. Uh, the
0: Kuwait video is in Vader's entrance. Also, just like it. flashes
1: the
2: word "bully," and I was like, <laughs> "What? What?" And I kept trying to get, like a clear shot of it, and I, like I couldn't, but I did see the word like bully just like flash like a subliminal message on his video. What and if was, that like, was like? like uh, it
1: was this Tyler Durden? I know. I, I was gonna say, what if that was like the like those after-school specials where they like they show you like. They have, like, you know, they put a little bit of music in, like Counting Crows. And then you see, like, 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 somebody's pushing is it's like, bully. <laughs> that's what it felt like. What it, Counting Crows song would be? On uh, next? Mr. Jones. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sir. More of a long December man myself. <laughs> that's not, yeah, but that's like, you know, Mr. Jones is about, you know, like, there's. We it's, all want to be beautiful.
0: It's 100% round here, you guys.
1: Yes, he's right. Oh. He's okay.
2: right.
0: Stepped out the front door like a ghost into a fog where nobody notices the contrast of white on white.
2: Was this like the fucking like Zootopia <laughs> festival where they were they also on the bill <laughs> County Cross? Uh, <laughs> Aaron's like, "Wait, actually in 1999." No, no, but
0: you know what? In the in 2000, like the week before I went off to college, I went to see in uh, Hartford, Connecticut, uh, Counting Crows in live on a double bill.
2: I was very into. I had a big live moment in my life. I feel like that well, band. I was like, this crashes. is. I never. I one actually... of the most beautiful. I thought it was the most beautiful, heartbreaking <laughs> thing I've ever heard in my whole life.
0: Even I even. You know what? like a lot of TV shows. It was art. Like, Do you know what? Dolphins Shield cry is it. a good song, and I'll say it. But Take that? it to my grave. I, can't, I know. I know. What dolphins songs? cry. The dolphins cry. I just remember lightning
1: crashes. Lightning flashes, the old dolphins cry.
3: <laughs>
2: I don't know what anyone is talking about.
3: Pale blue
1: dolphin cry. Nope, we're just doing lightning, lightning crashes. Oh, okay. I was like, Wait, you what? just
0: said it was the most
1: beautiful lightning crashes song. I know, but dolphins <laughs> but cry is mean, that a I different? I literally started with lightning the crashes. Moodies,
2: oh, I'm obviously. sorry. Oh, I, I guess I didn't realize that Eric has perfect pitch. I guess I'm sorry. It must. <laughs> it's me. You're right. It's me. You're right. It's me. <laughs> You're right. You're right. You know right. why
1: It's eight, funny because yeah. two out of three of us <laughs> knew it.
3: One of us was singing it. You're right. It, Eric is but... perfect pitch. You're right. Uh,
0: <laughs> Taker's dressed in full cenobite gear. I will show you great depths. Who? Show... What? Oh, Taker.
3: Yes,
1: yes, yes. yes. The uh, the 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 lament configuration. Yes. <laughs> That's Vader's mask. <laughs> Um, oh, so the big thing that I, I got with this match that with Lawler was, like, Lawler doesn't like the Heart Foundation, which made no sense to me because the Heart Foundation was the heel team. It, everything got, got wait, reversed. That's what you got from this match? Yeah, he mentioned something about the Heart Foundation. Well,
2: because the, it, it's hard because in I, I wonder because in this crowd they were faces, mm-hmm. even though in the greater story – they're the heels. Yeah,
1: it's weird. Like, this, everything this is shades everything a gray bitch. Is this bizarre world.
2: Yeah. Everything shades a gray, bitch.
0: I don't know. The big takeaway from uh, that I had from this match is that Vader is as scared of Pyro as Eric is. <laughs> I'm not scared of Pyro. We went to go see oh. Paul McCartney together, and Paul McCartney played Live and Let Die, and he did the Live and Let Die. Duh, duh, and then the Pyro exploded, and Eric jumped in his seat.
1: By the way, Aaron has perfect pitch, so I, could, <laughs> I knew exactly what he was saying. Um. Yeah, I jumped, okay? It was loud.
0: <laughs> and also, Sonny and the honky talk man are talking to Hunter and Mankind on the Superstar Live.
1: They mentioned that? Yes.
2: Well, how else are they going to talk to him? They got to call him the Superstar Live. Sonny's not there. She has to call in from home. <laughs>
1: She's on Shawn Michaels' toilet office
3: and she is just Damn. calling. <laughs>
1: Yeah, they. I. I don't think they would let uh, Sunny into the country. It was like an infectious really diseases. Thing.
2: <laughs> She's quarantined. Um, also, the honky tonk man, who, as we all know, the honky tonk is just hepatitis.
1: Uh, so, <laughs> wait, what's the rockabilly then? <laughs> the clap. You don't want to know.
2: There's a cream for
0: that.
1: <laughs> Straits, Am I
0: right? <laughs> um. Good match, though. A lot cool. of fun.
1: Did they? Big band match. Did they simulate a stampede during the match? What? There was like a loud like like a. I think it was the. I think was that was the, the crowd. People? Were just like so fucking hyped. Was... It sounded like like cattle were going through.
2: Everything was here in this match except for the ending. There was a, they botched the ending a little bit, which was a little disappointing. How did it end again? They tried to do what Undertaker and Sid did, which was like the flip reverse tombstone, um, and Vader fell. Like, couldn't and so they um, kind of like fell into it, which was a little disappointing because up to that point, I thought they were having a great match. And that's honestly doesn't ruin the match for me, but it w- it did kind of take me out of it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I
1: think he just like I, I think I was just like, oh, and it's just a tombstone. I was because I was actually waiting at what I was waiting for, um, Vader to do some more high flying stuff. He didn't really get to do much of it because like Talia was like, this is so boring, and I and like she was coming in and out of the kitchen. I was like, wait, wait, wait. Wait, he's going to do a movie. Yeah, that like 400-pound guy is going to backflip. And nothing happened. So I'm going to have to hold her down and, and, and put on the other stuff.
0: My wife. Uh, Paul Bear took off his shoe at one point and started hitting the Undertaker with it. Sure dude. I love that. <laughs> like, that's got to be a very effective— Those shoes must sound terrible.
2: He spent a lot of time training with uh, Latina aunts <laughs> with a lot of tias, <laughs> just like hitting people with chunkas, like just smashing them with his shoes. Was,
0: like like pictured the insect when you said Latina ants, like oh, you little, picture like little,
2: like little ants. No, with... no, like tias. Wait, like that's like your wait. mother's you sister. You thought like
1: little, like, sh- like there were little ants that had shoes. I that don't they know. Had, like, No, like uh, I two like, are on you, us. Throw the, you throw the, you throw you know. Yeah. There, who? There was some comedian who did a bit. Lots where, of like, them do. I mean, like it's like Eddie where, like, Murphy had the, the famous Murphy, uh, the, the shoe, shoe like,
3: throwing mothers.
1: Yeah. Uh, when
0: it's a pump, it's a boomerang. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, and then early on, the the no DS qs from earlier come back into play this time around with the low blow, the ref letting that
1: go. Um, Taker looks
0: great. Yeah, this was fun.
1: Also, uh, just so many nut shots. I think that's the attitude error is just constant nut shots. Oh, yeah.
2: There's so many. There'll be... Nutshots galore. Just just buckle up. Literally gird your loins. Um, because nutshots are a- coming. Mm. Um but I, I nut remember Nutshots for my
3: friends.
2: Nutshots for the table. Um I do I look back on this, I don't remember Undertaker's championship run being particularly strong, but re watching the Farouk match, the Vader match. I'm like, oh, they're actually doing a pretty good job like building him up as like a strong mm-hmm. champion. So that that was that was one of my takeaways.
1: By the way, it's funny that they that they were like for the Farouk match, they were like, This could be the first African American to like win the belt or win the title, because you can't say belt. And then they were you can say belt. I can say belt, but they can't. It's their word. <laughs> um and then they were like, Oh, and then we'll have Ahmed Johnson come afterwards. Like it was like were they going to play that angle again? Like, well, this could also be the 1st effort This is where I, feel like I
2: probably should fill you in on some things that happened in between, with the nation domination specifically. Okay. So as you recall, the last pay-per-view, there were a few, like, miscommunications with Crush and Savio Vega and Farouk. There were some, like, distracting things and fighting at ringside and There's, like, a few, like, minor screw-ups that caught— that they were hinting at some tension within the group. Which match was that? On King of the Ring. So Crush fought Goldust and also during the Farouk-Undertaker match.
1: Oh, there, were, there was stuff happening on the yeah, side? Yeah, on I the forgot. outside. Okay. It was, anyway, go on.
2: It, they teased us for weeks. It basically would up happening. happened because Nation of Domination broke up. Ahmed Johnson joins the Nation of Domination.
1: What? Yes. For reasons.
2: For reasons. But he joins the Nation. He becomes part of the Nation of Domination. Crush starts his own faction with new guys, and they are the Disciples of Apocalypse, DOA.
0: And they're a bunch of bikers. They're bikers.
2: They're like um, Hell's Angels, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what they're doing. Then Savio Vega starts his own with three other Puerto Rican wrestlers called Los Periquas. And so they are like these – now that's like uh, faction warfare. Which also now the, hearts are, the Heart Foundation is a faction. This is like the Bariquas are a faction. DOA is a faction. Nation uh, Domination is a faction. Uh, All of it, it's faction warfare.
0: Which would be a great thing to do today. today. Because
2: the best thing, as you see play out with today with um, the Bullet Club and things like that, like in the indies, yeah. is that it gives mid-card and lower-card wrestlers purpose. Sure. It gives them a reason to be around. It gives them things they need to prove themselves. They need yeah, to do this. Yeah, we talked about this. They need to Stuff yeah, that. so it's very helpful. They, they're doing this WWF now fighting um because the WCW is just like crushing with NWO. NWO and WCW is. Everything. It's like the right. whole thing. Who's joining? Who's not joining? They have their own referees. Yep. It's yeah, like we've mentioned this. The whole thing. It's just so culturally interesting. Yeah. Um. And so WWF is trying to like capture some of that magic with these factions, and it starts with Nation Domination splintering off into these other groups who are all feuding with each other. Even though they don't have presence on this pay per view, they tied it to the Heart Foundation, which honestly they don't really. Ma- they- they- I don't think those really intersect the same way, but
1: that's what they were intimating at in the package that we were to set up the next match. Okay. Yeah. Um, because I was watching this is, this these are my notes from the, from that package. I was just like, nothing about this package makes sense to me. Crush fights with for, fights with Farouk and then starts punching him. What's Savio doing with the white tank top, guys? Why spend so much time on, on Nation of Domination when this is about the Heart Foundation? So you explained all of that. There you go. It was but super confusing. For, yeah, yeah. From my perspective, I was like, "What? How did we get here?" Had but you that, makes sense.
2: that all played out on the Raws leading up to it? But that's but I really what didn't happening.
1: think that you needed to watch that. No,
2: no, no. no. That's, that's all fine. you need to know. We don't need to like. It's not worth watching. You, but it's, I think
1: that was that this was worth the it was the bobby network. Yeah, you just want like a 10 got second got
2: recap. It's that's what's happening <clears throat> and it plays out for a very long time, but it is also very interesting. I it, it was cool and fun to watch.
1: Yeah, no, I I like it as a concept. Um can we talk about the promo for the other side, not the Heart Foundation, the yes, the random can. five other guys? Because oh, Goldust talking
0: in his normal voice is just wrong to me.
1: Yeah. I just wrote, look at this group. <laughs> like it, <laughs> look at this stuff. Look at this shit! Like if I was Stone Cold, I'd be so embarrassed. It's like him, the fucking Legion of Doom, the fuck, like Goldust with a giant with these giant feathers, and Ken Shamrock who looks like Boston Dracula. <laughs> I love him. I love him. Like, I do. I what love is him. he doing in that giant red robe? Just like with the with the with the the leather gloves over it, make no sense to me. I love him. Yeah, I love Ken Shamrock. I love him.
0: And I mean Legion of Doom fine, but like everyone else that I'm big. Legion
2: of Doom gets better.
0: (sighs) Mm, What a rush. I think they get better. Yeah, that's his whole contribution to the promo. Is just saying the thing that they're going to say when they play your entrance. Like when
1: when when Stone Cold walks away and they're like, Stone Cold, oh, oh okay. I was like, Yep, I feel that Stone Cold. Like this this you're right now you're part of a travesty, it looked like kinda like I don't know. Goldus Goldus is great, but Goldus also is a good solo act. He, looked, he, he it's a weird and it's a weird feeling and look
2: Golda's as a weirdo Was his whole thing And so when they Neutered him Into being this like Now he's just like A regular old Straight Joe Who just happens to like Dress like that You're like Whoa Cognitive dissonance Like what <laughs> I'm sorry Can we rewind? It made it all tracked When it was like Oh he's a weirdo And it's like Well that's why He paints his fucking Whole head And right. like Wears all these robes And feathers and shit But when they're like Nope he's just a down home Southern guy With a hot wife And it's like But well, then what Huh what <laughs> Then why is it not Here in gym shorts And, and, and way,
1: ASICs And just like Fucking going at it Mar- marlena is a super lady a super mom and a super corner person see this is very the whole thing is dumb and bizarre it's just the the heart foundation is such like everything about it is cohesive even though only like
2: two of the five are really canadian and only four of them are related i'm fine
1: but no you know what like isn't isn't uh Jim Neihart like married to He's married, but
2: he's not Canadian for example but That's he fine. is but he's related by marriage yeah and so is David Boy Smith related by marriage Right like it's but a he's family English. Thing. Yeah, it's yeah. A,
1: literally a family thing so it's like I'm okay I can buy all that and they all like they they coordinate their outfits a little bit more and then you've got literally it just looked like they were just like I don't know man who are we going to who are we going to yeah. pull who's had who's had any kind of interaction with the Hart family recently let's get We'll get the fucking road warriors and we'll get like, uh, I mean, they could have had Ahmed Johnson probably if he wasn't injured. They could have had any of these random yeah. ass guys or, or Billy Gunn, or not a sure. uh, uh, Bart, Bart gun. It would <laughs> have Except the Godwins. The, the less Bart gun, the better. Right. No, but, but I'm yes. just saying like, it was just like, what, what is, what, where are these guys? I don't know. Agreed. Everything feels like it's diluting Stone Cold's brand. Speaking of what are these guys? Farmer's daughter, what? oh
2: my god Wait, who's well, saying yeah. that you mean the, the, the Daisy Chicks from the Matrix that's what it felt like <laughs> oh, I was, was that watching the was that their name their that name was, was name the name of the
0: recording artist they,
2: that was like the 90's thing I've ever seen from the 90's what kind of a group were they I I I truly would like to not know a single other thing <laughs> beyond what I saw in this pay per view well, and now I'm gonna more. put them in this fucking and podcast. they're like Lycra they're like weird shiny plastic
1: jackets one of them looks like Dolores O'Riordan but like, I, I oh, was, like a less cool version. Was it O'Riordan? O'Riordan. Oh, did you think it was Reardon or Riordan? Reardon. I don't know, maybe. Eric is perfect pitch. Zombie! Um, <laughs> Zombie!
2: But I mean, they were a joy to behold.
0: And people in Canada go apeshit over their national anthem. Oh my God, yeah. I God. don't think after 9-11, American audiences went that crazy for the Star-Spangled Banner.
1: No. What what is it after like true pa- like true patron lands or something? I don't know what the fuck like oh Canada our home and native land. I literally true saw their outfits and something. I blacked out. I don't I don't know what happened. It's just like it, it go. I mean, not that ours is like that color. Ours- it's
2: literally the color of your microphone. <laughs> her jacket that she, was the color oh, of the microphone. It's like daughter. a
1: bluish. Thank like you a because
2: again, media. I know, but I'm just saying. It's this, like pearly metallic
1: plastic blue trench coat. First of all, my microphone is is a uh, Madonna's like when she <laughs> I have the, the 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 chin thing when she's performing. I don't know what your microphones are like.
0: <laughs> Audio medium. Eric's over here pushing like his finger is going from his face When she's to his performing, okay, I think. Okay, but you need to paint Okay, over sorry. A I've got the
1: I've got the I've got the country music star microphone right now. It's the little, what do you call it? The little uh, thing that hangs off. It looks like it's, you're like... Um, a headset mic? Headset mic? Is that what it is? Oh, oh! suddenly you're a fucking uh, well, as a, roadie. I, as a, someone with perfect pitch. Perfect pitch. <laughs> Stone Cold gives... <laughs> Lightning crashes, an old dolphin cries... That is perfect pitch. Anyway, go on. Stone Cold
0: gives all of Canada the finger as he's coming in. Amazing.
1: Yeah. Really good.
0: Except it was turned. Like, turned so that the fingers were going backwards behind him.
1: He's up north. It's everything. It's bizarre. Let's go the other way. (laughs) Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, north of, of the United States border, things go a little bit backwards. Um, Canada has apparently adopted Brian Pillman as its favorite son. I
1: think Brian Pillman actually... So they said he was in the, the CFL. Okay. But, so I think he did play football in Canada. But
0: again, Brian Pillman from the Ohio suburbs of Kentucky is now Canada's favorite son.
1: Um, I wrote... When, when, when the Hart Foundation was coming out, I just wrote, this looks like so much fun for the Hart Foundation. Mm-hmm. Like... They, I loved it They were like They're clapping along Like You can see How Awesome it was For them
2: Bret Hart had said In his book That this was his Favorite crowd He ever performed for
1: They were amazing Was pay per view
0: It'd be like If Perfect Pitch Eric Performed at the Nassau Coliseum In his hometown Return Oh man They would love to see Singing
2: me. lightning crashes Singing <laughs> Yeah o- lightning crash.
1: Oceanside's own Um Yeah I. It was just so much fun Like And we were talking about this before Like the idea that this Team of heels comes to Canada And all of a sudden their faces I was like do you think like Like if there was An Alpha Flight movie it would be The hugest thing in Canada And they'd be like what is this X-Men Why (laughs) don't we even Okay if you want to make this like Little budget thing for like a little niche audience I don't know uh, Captain Britain or whatever the fuck he's called Wasn't Alpha Flight, didn't that have Captain Britain? No, Captain Britain was Excalibur. Fuck. Alpha Flight was um,
0: Vindicator. Vindicator, North you're thinking Star, Sasquatch. Sasquatch. Sasquatch, Puck.
3: Uh,
1: so probably Is North Northstar
0: the first openly gay Marvel yes. character? Yeah. Yes.
1: Cool. Yeah.
0: cool. Cool, cool, cool.
1: Uh, <laughs> cool, what cool, about,
0: cool. What about JR overreacting on the King's bifocal joke? Ugh. What was
3: the That was a good joke. bifocal joke, though, I have to say. What was the bifocal joke? Brett
0: puts his... Brett's famously
2: his thing when he was a, a face, when he would take his sunglasses and put it on some fucking doofus kid in the crowd. Yeah. So he took them off he put it on his, like, geriatric mother in this. And he's like... Uh, JR's like, Brett Hart, King, putting the sunglasses on the... Burp, 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 burp. And then King is like, I don't know they made those sunglasses in
3: bifocals.
0: Ha, and <laughs> JR <laughs> goes, what? Can, uh, yeah, yeah. That joke was real funny when I heard it from... Uh, Henny Youngman, back in <laughs> man, they keep
1: going back to the Henny Youngman, well, huh? I don't. I have no idea who Henny Youngman is. Me Take my wife, please. Yep. You know, okay. <laughs> Borscht Belt guys,
2: season three of the marvelous Mrs. Maisel <laughs> available now on Amazon Prime.
1: Uh, yeah, it starts out a lot of fun. It starts
0: out. Um, Less chaos than the one that we watched in the last pay-per-view.
2: But it starts out with Austin and Brett, which I think was so smart to not, like, get made, like, that would be, today, that would be the hot tag. They would have him at the end, yeah. After 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 the
1: other four guys.
2: And also, today, it ends with, Every one of these multi-man matches ends with a sequence where everyone hits their finishers one after another. Like that's what every single one of these multi-man matches are sure. in today's modern age Just everyone hits their fucking finisher yeah, one, one hits after finisher another. And then the person rolls out and then yeah, the next person gets ex- hit with the finisher they, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the way that this match was structured and the way that it's set up so that all the pins are broken up, like the way like it's like they really feel like they're trying to win and like Mm -hmm. the diff, it's like subtle differences that really make such an impact on like the experience of watching it and getting invested. So I really, I really enjoyed this match.
1: Plus Brian Pillman's ass. Uh, butt. I wrote. I wrote that Austin is like the dog on the Coppertone bottle, just constantly <laughs> pulling everybody's briefs down. He did it to uh, to Shawn Michaels last. This is why he was the most popular to. wrestler. Oh.
2: <laughs> well, who recently was a uh, who recently tweeted about butts? I think I want to say it was Dean Malenko. I sent it to you guys. He recently tweeted. He was like, guys, if you have a nice butt, just yes. wear a thong under your tights. Right. Don't right. Wear, right. wear briefs. The panty line ruins it for women and gay guys. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> Thank you. And I think Austin harnessed that power real quick. He heard Sam Jones be like, first
0: come the gays, then come the girls. And he knew. (laughs) He knew. So Owen gets injured and he's taken away. They take advantage of the five-on-four. And then Austin gets injured and goes in the back. And then Austin comes back and this is where it got a little confusing. Why is Austin now the one in the ring instead of the four fresh guys that are on the side who were not injured in the middle of
2: the match? Because he's
1: angry. I don't know. He was also limping, and then suddenly kicking with the limping leg. What? Yeah, it was fine.
2: I, 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 all my belief was suspended for this. I was, fu- I was fully invested.
1: Austin's middle finger during the sharpshooter. Ugh. Uh, Austin's middle finger when he was getting handcuffed. Amazing. That's iconic. That is yeah. truly iconic. Well,
0: Steve Austin is illegal in Canada, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> but then at the end, just everybody coming in there, the entire Hart family, like everyone, even dad's getting some licks in there. The prime minister at one point <laughs> is getting in there. What Was Natalia in the she was. yeah She was.
1: I was looking for her. I had
2: to Google it. I she, wasn't yeah, sure. Yeah, so
0: did I. She was wearing a black top. I saw it. Yeah, she was there, and, and so oh, was her so husband,
2: I, I believe. Yeah, yeah, and TJ whatever. Wait, her husband? Wait, how old was Natalia?
1: She wasn't married to him at the time. Oh, okay. He was like a friend of the family. Oh, I was going to say, did she marry a cousin? She's... <laughs> It's like Veep. It's like. <laughs> also, did she uh, did she have her her cat ears on or no? Uh, that's why I didn't. I thought there
2: was a very awkward looking person whose gender I don't know, um, who had like a brown shag haircut and almost like a mustard colored jumpsuit, and it was like, whoa, what, whoa, <laughs> and I was worried that was Italian in a very like awkward phase. I couldn't get like a read on her, and then. I gotta google there like this was Italian Canadian Stampede.
1: Who was the uh who was the the blonde was like Brett's brother, Brett and Owen's brother, the blonde guy? Yeah with the yeah, leather jacket. Is yeah, yeah, yeah. it Bruce well, There's
0: they have there's twelve of them,
1: right? Yeah. Well, a
2: lot less now. Um but yeah. <sighs> Is that uh, that's usually other than? that isn't I think that, maybe. That's usually like, my line. I'm just guessing because wrestling. <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> like, I mean, wrestlers from the 90s. I, have I, to like, say, I don't
1: think they're all alive. Stu's face looks like he had 12 kids. That guy is like literally Easter Island. Look,
2: if I had 12 kids, I would also have a dungeon. <laughs> That's all I'm saying.
1: <laughs> and a bear. <laughs> I
2: would have like, yeah. it was
1: like, they were trying to help Stu. They were trying to help Stu into the ring, and Stu was just like, "Get the fuck off of yeah, me!" like imagine having
2: help. twelve children. You are like, "I am going to teach them all how to wrestle
1: in a dungeon." I am also going to buy a bear. It's like, <laughs> what
2: the? Can we? Can we? We, we, we all need to talk
1: about Fucking that for a minute. Bear, the de, the defanged bear.
2: Like, sure, the WWF was terrible to their wrestlers, but I think it, the abuse started a little earlier. Too
3: much? Too no, much? No, okay, no, All right. No, okay. We're just no, like Brett, in I'm solemn more. agreement. Okay, I was, great.
2: Okay.
0: I was just picturing young Bret Hart putting ice cream on his toes so the bear <laughs> would lick it off. <laughs> you know that he substituted
1: dick for toes, right? Uh, that look. that bear blew Bret Hart.
2: No. He just <laughs> took a bag of milk, he put it in the freezer, and then he used that.
1: Right. It was the Canadian bags of milk. It was a bag of milk
2: he put in, and that was it. so what? Canada, they sell milk, Canada and beds, they sell milk in not bags. not cartons. First off,
3: that's insane. What?
2: No, it's actually— It's better. It's much better. Why? Because it's packs easier. Like, you could fit more of it in a truck instead of cartons, which take up more space and can't be and packed as well. you can just well. have,
1: like, a milk shelf. And-
2: yeah, so bags of milk are actually more environmentally friendly and are better to ship. Okay.
3: You
2: hear that, listeners? Support your local milk bag. Guys,
1: let's all move <laughs> to Canada. Up is down. Ugh. I have perfect pitch up there. And down here. Fuck you. Well, this match was good. I was happy. The end.
2: I thought it was good. I was yeah, it, it was. I
1: mean, just, oh, man, when you trim the fat off of a pay-per-view, it is and they'll a never thing do to it. behold. And
2: they'll never do it. now Because they get paid in advertising, so they, they'll never shorten the TV shows.
0: Yeah, I've heard recently that um, they pad out the pay-per-views now because they want, it just seemed like the the WWE network is doing better. Than one
2: of the met is. one of the metrics that they use to measure success for stakeholders is the amount of total time watching the network. So the longer pay per views are, the longer people are watching the network, and they can say, our consumers are so invested in this product, they're so engaged, they watch forty eight hours of our every month. There's no other streaming platform that comes close, or whatever. Like, they can make that argument, so they'll never they'll never do it. And what's more maddening about it is that they have the most talent at their disposal and still can't fill that time well. Mm-hmm. And they have writers and can't put together a story. Like, that They've got stuff... Edge and Christian doing pranks. <laughs> <laughs> they have their animated series about Vince McMahon farting or whatever. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> it's Vince McMahon, like. Aha! Animated fart hour that's like so stupid.
0: <laughs> Vince McMahon's police <fart-fully- laughs> Put
1: exactly. your head in the fucking you got toilet! Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! I knew you farted! Like,
2: what? <laughs> Who is this for? Like an adult cartoon. You're like, hey, is that fart. a real thing?
0: <laughs> yes! It's, Vince McMahon's Fart Police is a real Yep, movie. it's a cartoon where Vince McMahon hides in a box <laughs> in a room. waits for people to fart. Vince, why is this animated? Shouldn't this be live action? No. ha! Ha ha! <laughs> the scary thing is, some WWE writer is gonna stumble on this podcast someday, get to this part, and be like, "Vince, I got it, I got it." <laughs> it's a real. It already happened. Wait, no. There is an episode of. I Camp- like that this is staggering. <laughs> I no, I
2: believe that no, happened, guys. When I asked. There is an episode of Camp WWE, a show I've never watched, but I <laughs> did. There was it. a commercial, uh, and I think it's a female wrestler. I think I Well that's funnier. Here's what I'm imagining the story is. I'm imagining the story is that girls don't fart. That's yes. what I imagine uh-huh. the joke is. And a female wrestler, I want to say it's an animated version of Paige, farts or a Bella, fight farts in a bunk bed, and Vitzman like comes out of like the floorboards and is like, ha ha! I knew you farted. Like, and that was in the commercial. They're like, Don't you want to watch that? Like. <laughs> But they could the Undertaker Kane stuff. I know it's overwrought. I know it's cheesy, but it's a fucking story. They're trying to tell something. What story are they telling us on programming now? They're just starting. Like I will say, listeners when listen to this, this will be old news. But even Paul Heyman saying next week Brock is going to announce what he wants with the briefcase, whatever. Like at least that's something to get yeah. you to tune in the next week.
0: But even like it's the, a shame that it's with Brock Lesnar, but it's sure. still a story. It's, yes. It's,
2: a story. Dolph Ziggler, I think they're starting to like try something, but like they just, let's see, the, no one has this attention span. This Kane Undertaker stuff will play out over years, full years of storytelling. I'm sure that, I'm sure that's not what they wrote. I'm sure they were building it as they go and adding to it as they go. But yeah. even just the main thrust of this story is at least I would say because we're in what June or July now? July. So this release really started, sets. let's say, in June. Mm-hmm. So this is at least a four to six month story that they're telling. All right, that's unheard of now. We don't see, we don't even see a four week story happen anymore in WWE. Right. And so like that's outside of like I want to beat you because I want the belt and I would like to win. Like yeah. outside of that, they don't tell. stories. Stories
0: like the, this. The Becky uh, Rhonda story was the last real like sustained story that was.
2: And even uh, Miz and Shane, I oh, think, yeah, is yeah, like yeah, that's yeah, a pretty yeah, long one. Yeah. But they're just it's so basic. But they also
1: weren't really stories. They were just like I want to beat you. I'm I'm gonna fight you, and we're being put off by other by circumstances. Yes.
2: So it's not like. I guess what they're trying to start with Bray, but it's not really a story. It's just a a sequence of teasing and like squash matches for monsters like Lars Sullivan. And like this, it's the same shit over and over again. It's lazy and there's no risk taking anymore. This Can't Undertaker stuff is Shakespearean and it's not always successful, but it's something.
0: And that's, I think, one of the big things about the Attitude Era was you wanted to see where the story was going to go. And the reason that I started watching, in it's going to be in the next like six months or so, is when I started tuning back in again, was because I started hearing about all the weird shit that they were doing, and I wanted to be in on it, and I wanted to know what was happening next. Yeah. Yeah. And what's happening next right here is we have a little bit of business to do. I sure do. For years, WWE hosted a yearly award show called the Slammy Awards, and we end each episode of *Hell in a Cell Phone* with our own version of the Slammies in a segment we call "For Your Reconsideration." Bobby, you want to start us off? Sure. I'm gonna give the Slammy Award for
2: "Hey, that's Joanne's vest." To Vince McMahon, who was wearing a vest that looked like a macrame nightmare from some sort of Santa Fe gift <laughs> shop on the side <laughs> of a highway, it was truly a sight to behold. And when they caught to him, I was—I didn't even know I. I like. I feel like I had a stroke. He was wearing a purple shirt, purple button down over it. He had this like olive and t- it looked like something. Again, it looked like something out of like a Santa Fe gift shop. It was bonkers, and it looked like something a woman would wear as she tried to sell me a dream catcher <laughs> like at a at a
1: um at, a, at like a, a flea market bartering, or like at an artist yeah. retreat in towels. you know just what animals I mean? Head. It's just <laughs> It's like he
2: might as well be wearing like a lot of turquoise jewelry. You know what I mean? It was like that, bad.
0: I wish that there were. Um, they did their regular going to all the other announced teams this time because on all the wide shots you could see that every single one of them was forced to wear a cowboy hat for <laughs> ah. this, and most of them are in tuxedos with cowboy hats. And this on. is
2: coming right off of mankind's promo where he was like, "Hey, remember cowboys are racist and terrible and like <laughs> raped a pillage? And Vince was like, "I got it,
1: cowboys. Why want to be a cowboy?" It's sorry, man. It's a stampede. I actually work with a lot of people in Calgary, and so watching this and seeing everybody in cowboy hats, I was like, "Wait, are the people I'm on the phone with are they currently wearing cowboy hats?" <laughs> They're definitely wearing bolo ties. <laughs> I wonder how cowboy culture got up there. Um, well, I mean, they uh, they, they they ranch had, they they had they were ranchers. Uh-huh. So it, it like basically Calgary is like kind of north of Montana, that area, right? So all of that area was. Cowboy, I guess country. It's, it's weird. I just I, I see the line and I'm like <laughs> Canada, ski
0: caps, uh, toques, and all that. Right. Everyone below cowboys.
1: Yeah, no, I mean um, that like well. Also, when you think of cowboy boots, we we think of cowboy boots now as like Texas mm-hmm. and like Nashville or you know Tennessee, the South. But like in all my times of thinking of cowboy boots, yes, that is what I think. Right? Of. Yeah, but but like. You know, uh, it was really more of a West thing. And then, I don't know, California got over it. They were just like, no, <laughs> no, nope, nope, we don't need this anymore. Okay, so I'll, I'll do mine. Uh, <clears throat> my American Originals Award Ooh. Uh, goes to, and this was actually, um, so Vince McMahon referred to the Legion of Doom as american originals so my american originals award goes to legion of doom formerly known as the road warriors from the movie Mad max (laughs) from fucking australia american
2: originals a direct ripoff of something else
0: but also um when uh when legion of doom came in they mentioned that they're from chicago and i'm like oh yeah a hundred percent, because you take the makeup off of those guys, and they're basically Bill Swirsky's super fans. Right,
2: right. That i guess they're both just. just if you took off the makeup, they're just two deep dish pizzas.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, with a sport pepper and, yeah. and a, a poppy seed bun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Uh, and I'm going with the asterisk award for this one here because this was a perfect pay-per-view until you look and see that for the free-for-all, it was the Godwins versus the new Blackjacks. And just the the disrespect for the rest of this show for starting off with that fucking bullshit when you could have just thrown the headbangers. They were clearly there.
2: That's like having a perfect pay-per-view today and be like, let's start the night with Noe Jose versus Mojo Raleigh. <laughs> that will get the crowd hyped.
1: It's like an amuse-bouche of shit. I'm just of like, an actual like, of a little piece of shit. we <laughs> great meal for you. <laughs> See, this just
2: tiny spoonful of human pieces. <laughs>
0: It's, uh, I and promise, and you can, it'll and be you worth can it. see this show on yes. the WWE Network, where Vince McMahon <laughs> is hiding actual human shit in the rest.
1: Aha! I catch gotcha. Look how um, they plated that shit, though. It was such watch- a very like the the drippings.
2: I would watch wrestlers eat small spoons of human shit over. 90% of WWE non-wrestling programming.
1: Didn't we watch Brian Pillman do that on the last pay-per-view? He definitely <laughs> ate little pieces of shit. <laughs> <sighs> eat, eat, eat the shit. Eat the eat the fucking, <laughs> eat the fucking shit, Pillman.
0: Love us. Disagree. <laughs> <laughs> Want to let all your family members take a shot at us? Let us know. Email us at helenacellphone at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at Hell in a Cell Pod or each of us individually. Eric at Prime Silver, Bobby at Bobby Hank, and Aaron at Slow Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And I do need to say thank you, David Bowie1976, who reviewed our podcast. I was sure it was our friend Brad, but at your wedding, he
1: said it wasn't. Well, who's 1970? Somebody was born in 1976,
0: I would say. I'm, Or they're just a big fan of what David Bowie was doing in 1976. What was he doing in 1976? Coke? <laughs> Do you oh. want to be our fourth co-host?
1: <laughs> be our friend. You
0: can see us at our new co-host, not see us. You'll listen to us at our new co-host again. And it's an audio medium. I don't know if you know this. We'll be back for slumber slip. Farmer's daughter, take us away. <laughs>
3: It's hard to pretend The same anxiety is telling ever-